Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hour number two of Fantasy Sports today. We're live at the MLB Winter Meetings. Bernie Pleskoff, Craig Mish, along with Joe Pizzapia. Where will Garrett Cole land, and when will he land? Is Anthony Rendon moving away from the nation's capital? That and a lot more. Our show starts now. from the 2019 Baseball Winter Meetings. Cole strikes out the side of 10 pitches. This is Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. Here it is! The Washington Nationals are world champions for the first time in franchise history. Now, let's go live to the Hyatt in San Diego with your hosts, Craig Mish and former MLB scout, Bernie Pleskoff. And welcome back to our live coverage from the Manchester Grand Hyatt in San Diego, California, continues as Bernie Pleskoff, Craig Mish, live from uh, the winter meetings as we are talking about everything that's happening, the hot stove, players being traded, some free agency, and, of course, a lot of focus on fantasy today. Joe Pizzapia back in his studio in New Jersey, and Sean Guastamacchia is producing this show. And, Bernie, as we talked about in the open of the program, we had one big signing in Steven Strasburg, and then we're hoping in the next 48 hours that something else happens. That's what we're rooting <laughs> for. Anything else happens, because I know that this is this is what we want. Yeah. This is why we're here, and we're hoping for some movement, and at least we got something yesterday. It seems, though, according to most of the people who are reporting, that Garrett Cole will probably sign. I know that there's a website right now, Bet Online, um, is... is uh, you know, or some people have this idea that the wagering could be potentially over, uh, you know, betting over under three hundred and fifteen million dollars for Garrett Cole. Which way would you go on that right now? Well, I, I think it could hit three hundred, and I think it's going to be the Angels and the Yankees, and I think it's going to come down to the Angels at the end. I don't think Artie Moreno will be uh, outbid in this, and I also think they're going to be in on Rendon. He is tired of losing. He wants to put a cast together with Pujols and Trout and uh, win it all. But he needs the pitching. He knows he needs the pitching, and that's Garrett Cole. There was an announcement made before Bernie, uh, a new member of the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame. The uh, Ford, Is it the Ford Frick Award winner for it's this year? It's actually called the uh, J.G. Taylor Spink Award. Spink Award, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and who won that this year, Bernie? And the late Nick Cafardo, who passed away during spring training last year uh just a wonderful man uh, a mentor to an awful lot of new england writers uh, a guy that i knew he died at the red sox training camp he has won the uh, jg taylor spink award for meritorious contributions to baseball writing he will be honored at the uh, Hall of Fame this summer. All right. He was a great guy. Yeah, he was. I uh, got to know him a little bit in uh, in covering spring training as well. Uh, also, two non-baseball stories broke last night. Uh, one by me and, <laughs> um, and one by Ken Rosenthal. We'll start off with Ken Rosenthal, and then we'll go over to me. 
Um, Ken Rosenthal reported last night that as part of the new collective bargaining agreement in terms of drug testing, uh, marijuana will no longer be a uh, banned, on, on the banned substance list in terms yeah. of drugs. And I know that this is going to move more uh, toward mainstream. I got to say, regardless of how you feel about marijuana, Bernie, without getting too uh, deep into the conversation, let me say this. It's legal in a lot of places. So how can you justify <laughs> a, a, a player who's living and playing at Coors Field where it's legal in Colorado and then uh, playing in another state where it is not? It's just, it, you know, the, there, there isn't really a clear distinction with that. So I think that this is good for the game. Um, I think that it's fine. I don't have a huge issue with it. I don't know what your opinion on is it, Bernie. Uh, my but jury I, is out. I will let you know after I see with my own eyes and experience what happens. My jury is I usually have opinions on a lot of things. I do not have an opinion on this because I don't know what the ramifications are. Well, clubhouse food will be eaten a lot more, Bernie. That's beyond, <laughs> no, I was going to say, that, the sale of churros and helmet sundays just went way up, way well, up. Get, let's not forget that they have a nutritionist in the clubhouse now as part of the basic That's agreement. That's true, too. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that person is is going to watch over this very carefully. I can guarantee you that. Okay. This isn't going to be willy-nilly. These guys are not going to play stoned. I can guarantee that as well. All right. Well, it's so also something there's healing properties in it. I mean, people don't realize, especially in the epidemic exactly. we have of opioids, in, in not just in sports but in this country, you know, a lot of people have all these pain management issues and all these things like that. Marijuana is one of these things that is a whole hell of a lot more natural and safer to take. And considering what these guys have and, and the schedule they're on, like you said, Craig, if it's legal in one state and you're traveling to another state to play, how can you say you can have it there and you can't have it there? It makes no sense. Yeah, that, that's, that's, the, that's the hard part about this for sure. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Uh, the other story, which I broke last night, um, uh, Major League Baseball, Bernie's moving the draft to Omaha, Nebraska. Yes. Uh, I think that it's it's certainly a great move. Uh, it, here's what's happened with the draft. It was a non-entity for as long as you've been in the game and as long as I've followed the game. They took the first step by putting it in a live location. They had it in Orlando, Florida in 2009. They did it there. They tried it. Uh, they felt that it got a little too nuts with opening it up to all the fans. MLB Network came in. They took it over. It went to New Jersey, took it to another level. We saw years and years of that being exciting and being on TV. Now it's gotten stale again. The players aren't going to the MLB Network studios. They've decided to move it to where the College World Series is. Instead of on a Monday night, they're moving it to Wednesday night. And uh, look, they recognize how big this has become. And they're having it in the same location where all of the players will be in college well, or the it, College it World Series. It is a great idea. Look what the NFL... Look at what the NFL has done with the draft. I mean, they've made it into a happening. The streets are packed wherever it is. So I don't say that baseball's draft will be anywhere close to that, but it's an exciting time of year. And this is what teams are built on. The draft is very, very important. Yeah, as, uh, as one agent told me, the draft picks are gold at yeah, this point. Are. I mean, you have players that are the future of Major League Baseball, that in this day and age of owners crying poor, superstars, you don't have to pay for six years. And that is why these draft picks and these comp picks are going nowhere. And that's how the general managers are evaluated. How well do they draft? We'll take a quick time out here on Fantasy Sports today. More to come here live from the MLB Winter Meetings. Bernie Pleskoff and Craig Mish, along with Joe Pizapien. We'll be right back.
Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Sports today live from the Grand Hyatt Manchester in San Diego, California. And for those of you who are in the area on the West Coast, you're listening live. Well, where are you listening? You're listening on the Fantasy Sports Network app. Perhaps you're listening on the iHeartRadio app. It's very easy to do to find us. You can just come up right to the second floor and check us out. We're actually right behind the MLB Network broadcast booth. You can see us very clearly. Uh, Bernie Pleskoff, along with me, Craig Wish. We got Joe Pizapia back in New Jersey. Sean Guastamak is producing the show. Chris Pavona is helping out as well. We appreciate his contributions. And uh, we, we take our reality conversation sometimes and we move it to fantasy. And we thought, since we're kind of opening up the door to fantasy discussion in the reality atmosphere, that we would talk about uh, constructing the fantasy baseball roster for 2020. And certainly, Joe has his opinion, opinions on how to do that, and so do I. But we are fortunate enough to have former MLB scout Bernie Pleskoff in the house, and we thought that we would lean on Bernie, at least for the beginning of this conversation today. Bernie, so uh, go ahead and take it away. Craig, I, as I mentioned yesterday, I think the winter meetings is the beginning of the fantasy season. I think you have to prepare now and get ready for your drafts. And I'm going to give you several things that I think are really important that might say, well, you know, you're Captain Obvious. But first and foremost... Know the rules of the game you're playing. It's amazing how many people just go in there and draft players, and they don't even know the rules of the league. So know the rules, know the categories. Is it wins? Is it quality starts? Is it home runs? What are the categories? So that's rule number one. But there's a couple more that I think are really important that I'm going to talk about quickly here and go through them. Okay. Know the position that your player is hitting in the lineup. You know, if he's hitting first, second, third, he's going to get more at-bats than if he's hitting seven, eight, and nine. And, Craig, fantasy is all about repetition. It's all about at-bats. It's all about innings pitch. You can't score if you're not participating, correct? That's absolutely right, and offense has become a big part of this. Know the managers of the, the league. Know what their tendencies are. I talked about it earlier today. We have some new guys to learn. Know if this guy's, you know, going to steal bases, if he's going to have his players run. Because if he's not going to do it, then don't, you know, think that this guy and this team is going to steal bases if the manager doesn't, you know, send him send him out. Yeah, there. and I and I can speak to experience from that being here in South Florida, or I'm in San Diego, but being in South Florida, Bernie, Don Mattingly, if he doesn't have a guy that has the ability to steal 50 bases, he's not going to run at all. The Marlins don't run, period. Look at park factors. Where does this guy hit? Is he hitting in San Francisco where it's really tough to get the ball out of the park? Or is he, you know, playing in Cincinnati where it's a much more hitter-friendly park? Know the park factors. Know where home runs fly out and where they don't. 
you know, look at the, the, the way the pitcher throws. Is he left-handed? Is he right-handed? And then look at the way your hitter hits. Is he right-handed? Is he left-handed? If he is going to be a platoon player, he's not going to get the at-bats you need. These are obvious things. People forget about it. Yeah, and I think that when it comes to platoons, uh, specifically the team that comes to mind to me, Bernie, is Tampa Bay. Now that That's the one team that under Joe Madden there was a lot of platooning. Uh, even under Kevin Cash, there's a ton of platooning. And I think that as Madden goes to the Angels, that'll be something that we'll have to tackle. I like to uh, draft people, uh, players on successful clubs. I just think that their numbers are going to be better. They're going to be surrounded. And you've heard me say that over and over again. I think if you're surrounded by good players, you have a better chance to score runs, to drive in runs. Look for successful baseball teams that may be our first disagreement okay that yeah that that would be one where i'm not going to necessarily just take a guy on a good team when i can find a gem of a player on a bad team a good example of that would be uh solaire last year on kansas city who now again maybe it's anecdotal and if i really needed to search i could could try to find but you know on kansas city a team that was a zero for fantasy almost Uh, with with, with merrifield and him right and hunter dozier is pretty good too yeah, it's not a bad that's, – that's not the best example. I think there are others. But, yeah, there's, there are gems on every team. You said that before. And, and I do think I want guys that are on successful teams. That's, that's a, it's a good debate. Uh, you know, is your team going to play or are they going to get rained out a lot? Look at the weather in, in the cities. And to me, Craig, a player's history is very, very important. It is amazing how consistent good players are and most major league players, you know, if they're a 250 hitter, uh, I forgot who it is. Joe, you may remember who this is. This guy hits the same thing every single year. 252, 251, 253. Oh, Chris Davis, 247. Yeah, that's right. There you go. 247. That's the number. Every Except last year was the first year he didn't do 247. And, and that's amazing, though, isn't that? Isn't that it, it's incredible. 40 home runs, 247. 40 home runs, yeah, 247. Right. It's unbelievable. Just right as rain. You know, to Bernie's point, too, Craig, the other thing to keep in mind is um, I think the the way you kind of disseminate this conversation is you will sometimes pay a premium in auction leagues for some of the talent that's on better teams. But sure. to Craig's point, sometimes you can find those Hunter Dozier's, those Whit Merrifield's, those Jorge Soleras on the lesser teams, the lesser media market teams, the Max Kepler's of the world. And you can get a nice discount on them because people aren't quite as aware of them. So I think in the auction draft format, that becomes a separator where you would actually pivot a little bit more towards what Craig's talking about. Whereas in the snake draft, I would kind of go a little bit more where Bernie's going, which is making sure that you lock in your productivity. You know these guys are surrounded and supported in really good lineups. And the other thing I would just like to throw in there real quick, too, is understanding that position scarcity is not just, oh, it's a shortstop. No, no, no. You see, you have to understand more to the point, what's the league set up? If you're in a 12-team league that has five active outfielders and a utility spot, guess what, boys and girls? Outfield is the scarce position because you're going to start getting into those platoon players by the time you get into the 70s and 80s of those guys. There's only 90 active outfielders every night in a full slate of Major League Baseball last time I checked. So... That means you better hit outfield early and often in those kind of formats, whereas a league that only plays three or four, that changes the way the pool looks. So make sure not just your rules, but also what the rosters look like and how that affects that pool. Absolutely. You know, there's so much. There's You really have to dig deeply. You have to study this, and you have to know the players. 
And again, they're going to be consistent, but you have to be able to peg that gem in the in the in the system that may come up in July, may come up in August, and get some at bats for you. And do do not discount having a strong bench because chances are players are going to get hurt. You know, if you have Byron Buxton, you better have a backup to Byron Buxton. So do your homework. Start now. Listen to this channel every day. Do not sleep. Listen do to not this channel. <laughs> do not do sleep 24-7. Yeah. Do That's not right. sleep. Do not eat. That do is our motto at FNTSY. Yeah. <laughs> you must listen to this consistently if you want to win. All right. Well, you can tell Bernie's very passionate about this. Joe, Joe Pizzapi, also very passionate about this. Uh, Joe, we we got about two minutes to go. Give me uh, your best minute and a half on uh, how you construct the team. I know it's not a lot of time. I'm sorry. Well, look, I'll just do the one, which is season-long roto. Right now, I think what you want to do is go very heavy in terms of power. Power is that one thing. It's not going away. People will say, oh, well, there's so much of it. Yeah, there is so much of it. However, there's so much of it that if you don't address it early and often, I think you will fall behind everybody else. And on the pitching side, you fade those relievers. Enough with the closers, enough chasing saves, enough. Bullpens have been more volatile in the last five years than the five years before that, and it was pretty volatile then. I would be looking for pitcher strikeouts more than anything because of the two things we've seen so much of in baseball the last couple of years. We've seen home runs go up. We've seen hitter strikeouts go up. Those two things you need the most of, so make sure you're addressing those in the first five rounds of your draft. And it's all about core building, understanding those players that you can count on. Take your shots later on with players. Don't be these people who are super aggressive early on trying to get these players that really are, well, you got half a season of them. Oh, you got a couple, you know, even last year, Vladimir Guerrero going in the fourth round, same exact round you could gotten Eugenio Suarez. And guess what? Eugenio Suarez was far ahead of him in the black book last year. And if you took Suarez instead of Vlad, he had a much better fantasy season. All right, with that, we'll take a quick timeout on Fantasy Sports today. we got plenty more to come here on the show. We're live in San Diego at the Manchester Hyatt. Don't go away. We will be right back here with, with more Fantasy Sports today as we dive into the fantasy landscape. Don't go away. season is now upon us and you can become the eighth person to win one million dollars in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Sports Today live at the Baseball Winter Meetings in San Diego, California. Here are your hosts, Craig Mish and Bernie Pleskoff. All right, welcome back. We are live at the Hyatt. It is the Winter Meetings in San Diego, California. Craig Mish and Bernie Pleskoff as we broadcast live with you here. And we'll be here for the next 35 minutes and turn it over to Dr. Roto and full-time fantasies. Got you covered for all the fantasy football content. We'll be back here tomorrow for one more live broadcast. And then back to football we go. And, of course, Bernie 
and I will uh, talk some baseball throughout the season. Joe, of course, and I will continue that conversation as the fantasy football season uh, comes to an end. And, Bernie, there's still uh, you know plenty of you know, rumors and news. This is what the winter meetings kind of have been all about. Uh, you know, last couple of years, a lot of percolating news and not a, not a lot of uh, coming to fruition, but there's certainly some very good names that are still out there on the free agent wire and some players available via trade. The baseball world is very good about floating rumors. I mean, it's just, it's, a, it's an art. You have to be world-class at floating rumors. Some people just start them to see how far they can take them. But something's going to happen here with Garrett Cole. I just have that feeling. You know, he, he reminds me of a guy that really wants to get settled, know where he's going to be. And look, we're getting into the new year. It's going to be January, and then they head for spring training in February. So I think this is going to get done. Joe, uh, I know that you, you're, you've, you're, you're rooting for Cole to the Yankees, I guess, at this point. Well, rooting is very, let's be uh, be careful here. Rooting is very dangerous. I'm still a loser Mets fan. Last thing I want to see is Garrett Cole all these times pitching across from where I could see him all the time. But uh, it just feels like it's time for the Yankees to go all in there on a starting pitcher because I feel like they know exactly where they are, and that's their biggest deficit, and if they can fix that right now, it's hard to argue with, you know, you're weakening the Astros at the same time as you're getting strong. So it would make a lot of sense for them to be able to do it. And look, this is what the Yankees used to do. And uh, they haven't won a championship in a long time. Last time I checked, been 10 years. So it's time to start paying up again. Yankees, Angels, Dodgers, one of those three. Uh, report here. Let's uh, kind of go through the rumor mill, the fun rumor mill. Unfortunately, I don't have any good ones yet for the Marlins. Kind of quiet. Uh, T.R. Sullivan, who covers the Texas Rangers for MLB.com, reports the Rangers are looking to unload one of their left-handed hitting outfielders, Nomar Bizarra, uh, Shinsu Chu, and Willie Calhoun. Uh, the Rangers are very left-handed. They have Odor, if I'm not mistaken, also, uh, Bernie, yes. at, at, uh, at second, second base, base there. Right. Uh, I feel like the Rangers will be in on something. I'm not sure exactly what. Well, Mazzara's been a big disappointment for him. They, you know, they thought he was going to be a blossom into a really impact player. He hasn't done it. Uh, the other guys are, yeah, to me, you know. I, you know, it's funny. I'd, I'd love to hear Bernie's take on Nomar Mazzara because he is just 25 years old. I think people forget how young he is. Absolutely. And the one thing that he's done pretty consistently, actually, you know, I understand last couple of years he's missed some time, and that's always a bummer, but. It's not very often you see a 22-year-old kid drive in runs. I feel like that's kind of the lost art form of driving in runs. And he drove in 101 runs a couple years ago at the age of 22 with just 20 home runs. So it's not like he hit 40 and he could say, okay, well, there's the 101. Driving in runs is kind of a lost art form. So is hitting with runners in scoring position and kind of old-school baseball. Why do you think they're ready to cut bait here with Nomar Mazzara? I feel like this is a huge opportunity for a team to step in and take no advantage question. Of, of a young player with so much baseball ahead of him. Look, general managers, we were just talking about this off the air. What happens in baseball now is general managers are focused on developing talent. If they can have a top 10 farm system in the publications, that's really good for their future. I'm not sure they're as focused on being patient with major league players if they've got a funnel of guys coming up through their system and a pipeline that can give them a what they perceive to be a better player than Nomar Mazzara. I, I just think he's a very good baseball player. And I, I think agree. he's young. He has not reached his peak. 
He's not, you know, when he's 26, 27, 28. Talk to me about him then. <laughs> well, it to, sounds like know. exactly the same guy that J.D. Martinez was. Exactly. Before, and you mentioned that earlier, Craig. You know, teams give up. You know, J.D. Martinez did not have a lot of line of protection in Houston when he was there. That team was absolutely awful. Well, he didn't know how to hit. He didn't know how to hit. And it certainly helped to get the rub from a guy like Miguel Cabrera. But it's amazing when you could take a kid who has zero line of protection and drop him into a good situation. If Nomar Rosario gets dropped into a good situation and a good hitting lineup and some pressure comes off him a little bit, I think the sky's the limit for him, Craig. You know, yeah. yeah, go ahead, Bertie. Sorry. I, I was going to say about Chu. Chu is getting up in years. He's expensive. He's a good hitter. You know, people really like the way he can hit. But when you look at him compared to younger, more agile players that are controllable, for less money, that's baseball today. All right, let's go through a couple of other uh, quick news and notes here. Um, uh, Adam Jones, <laughs> sorry to bring up a source subject, yeah. Bernie. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, not too soon, is it? Again, that was like 10 years ago. That's the guy that Seattle <laughs> traded to Baltimore. He was the key of the deal in the five for one for Bedard. Adam Jones maybe on his way to Japan. Craig, yeah, right? and uh, and you know, for those of you who don't know, Bernie, of course, a former MLB scout, was with the Seattle Mariners, and at the time, uh, Adam Jones was moved from Seattle to Baltimore in a multiplayer deal. We, we talked about this off the air a little bit, where Eric Bedard was one of the players that went back in return. The only player. <laughs> uh, Adam Jones, <laughs> once upon a time, was a pretty good fantasy player. You oh, could count yeah. on him year after year, Bernie, and he actually had a pretty good year last year with the Diamondbacks, but uh, I think a lot of people in baseball were very disappointed that he didn't get a good opportunity to really play uh, last season. People Everyone really him. likes him a lot, right. but at 34 years old, uh, maybe ends up playing in uh, Japan, as you mentioned this yeah, year. Yeah, he, he can't, you know, he's not a good defensive outfielder anymore. He's lost a step or three, and he is bad as slower. Look, he's, you know, he's had a great career, but he does not want it to end, so he may take the opportunity to go to Japan. Uh, another player, uh, Joe, uh, once upon a time, it's like we're going through all the retired players here. Uh, once upon <laughs> a time was a great uh, fantasy player. I got to know him through the years and very well last year as he played with the Marlins, Curtis Granderson. When all is said and done, uh, Granderson probably has about five or six fantasy seasons where you wanted him on your team oh and with the Yankees and uh, another and with wonderful the, with human the Tigers. Being, right? The best, the best of the best. Yeah. But Joe, his career looks like also... Uh, Joel Sherman reports that he wants to play next year, but not going to be somebody in fantasy. I don't. Th I think that the career is over, Joe. How about you? I, I would agree. When he hit 183, I think uh, you know it's it's almost you know 138 games of 183 batting average. I think that tells the story there. The weird thing between him and Jones is there's five years difference there. Granderson's 38. Adam Jones is 33, going on 34. I don't understand why he would go to Japan and not just try to you know get a minor league deal or something like that. That seems like a Seems like a big jump there for your family, for everybody else to uproot yourself and go to Japan for a year to play baseball rather than stay in the States. But um, Granderson, I think, is done. I would not be surprised to see Adam Jones somewhere else. But you're right, Craig. Uh, there were certainly a few seasons there for Curtis Granderson, who was a bit of an enigma. Let's also remember, this was a guy who you know hit 24 home runs one year and then 41 the next year, and he had some runs there where you know he went from just incredible overall productivity seasons and then... Some other ones there by the time he got to my Mets that were less than thrilling, let's put it that way, and struggled sometimes off and on mightily against left-handed pitching. But certainly a good career and a guy who's going to have, I'm sure, a career in broadcasting when everything's done. Yeah. Look, uh, you know, he, he could be a great manager someday. 
That's that's how much he knows. He said he game. doesn't want to do it. But he could really be great. And yeah, he wants to be broadcasting. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, he's personable. He could, he could be the guy. Justin Boer went to Japan. You know, he's only 31. You know him, right? Oh, yeah, not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> what do you really think of Justin Boer, Craig? Uh, look, I call it how it is. Uh, John Heyman. <laughs> John Heyman reports, and again, I think that this is a story that's going to keep happening until it's all done, until the teardown. This just happened about, uh, let's see, a uh, little while ago. Uh, John Heyman reports uh, Adam Frazier of the Pittsburgh Pirates is out there and being talked about in terms of trades. Very popular player last year, 278, 336, 417, 10 homers, 150 games. This is a player that's going to be popular. Why? Plays all over the field. That's right. Plays very hard. It's like McNeil. Steals some bases. Right. An, NL only, a, an NL only <laughs> league. You grab, grab a Frazier in an NL only. You know you're getting 400 plate appearances. You know you're getting 10 steals. And he's not going to hurt you. And if you know what? If he wins a starting job, he's going to play well. And position versatility, which is gold in fantasy, you know? It really is. John Heyman is, he sleeps with the phone attached to his I ear. I know. He lives He lives and, near me in South Florida. I love John. I, I work with John at FanRag. He's just, a, he knows what's happening. And when he writes it or says it, I really believe it. Uh, poor guy has three ears, you know, two two real ones and a phone. And it's, <laughs> it's, I don't know how he lives the way he does, but it's true. Right. Okay. Um, you know, a couple of other things that I wanted to uh, get to here on the show. We haven't had a chance to talk about it yet. Um, some targets, Bernie, for you in the up in, in the upcoming fantasy season. I have right. a feeling we're going to have a lot of guests tomorrow, so it'll, <laughs> it may be more reality than fantasy with the way yep. that we're booking these guests out here. Uh, give me a name in 30 seconds, Bernie, that not a lot of people will be thinking of come fantasy draft day. Maybe they will. Every, you, as you said, everybody yeah, knows everybody they know at this everyone. Point. But know, give me a guy, then I'll go to you, Joe, for your guy in fantasy. My, my guy right now is Lucas Giolito. I think he is on the brink of greatness. I think he's learning how to pitch. I think he's going to have a good team behind him. It's a tough part to pitch in because it's hitter friendly. But I think Giolito, his first half last year, showed me that he has grown up. Now, he did wear down. He was a tale of two halves. I think he's going to put it all together. He's going to have Kopech around him. I, I just think this guy is going to really break out next year. Giolito is a target of mine, and I don't think he's on the lips of a lot of people because he still is relatively unknown in the fantasy world. Joe, how about you? Well, a guy that I think got a lot of helium last year, but uh, I think play, pitched well, but he, you knew he was going to have limitations, was Chris Paddock. I like him even more this year. I, I think it, when you look at him, the kind of competitor he is, the record is not what you should be looking at. You should be looking at the strikeout-to-walk ratio, look at everything else there, plus also adding in some more bats, Tatis all year, all these other guys they're starting to add now. It looks like San Diego is going to be in, and if so, I think Paddock is that front of that rotation guy, and I think this year you're looking at those 26 starts become 30. There's a couple of fantasy guys that you want, and we'll take a quick timeout, and we'll be back with more fantasy sports today. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made.
All right, welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish back with you here live in San Diego, California, along with Bernie Pleskoff and Joe Pizapia back in New Jersey. I got a report for you. Started a rumor we can talk about here. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so um, I can tell you that the Marlins have at least kicked around the idea of potentially acquiring uh, Mazzara mm -hmm. from Texas which would fit the uh, bill for having an outfielder on their team that is left-handed and under team control, and they wouldn't, you know, clearly Bernie have to pay a ton of money to. Right. Uh, but the Rangers are asking for the world, basically, in return for that. If Texas is going to want to move an outfielder, I don't think that they could ask for the Marlins' best players. I think the White Sox would be in on Mazzara, too, because they're looking for a left-handed outfielder. That makes but sense But I, I think well. that's, a, you know, that's a great rumor. Let's start it. I, I, you know, Miami intrigues me. It intrigues me because I think they are going to turn the corner. You know them best. I, I do think they're pitching away from being successful. And it's a possibility that they could roll the dice and, you know, try to make some big deals. Do not count them out. Are they going to spend money, Craig? Um, yeah, they're going to spend some, Bernie. I don't know that they're going to spend $50 million this offseason. Mm -hmm. Well, let, let's look at it like this with Miami. Okay, so – and, you know, I could break this all down pretty easily. Uh, Starlin Castro was a player they had last year. He's, he's, on the, he's on the open market. $12 million for him. Right. $18 million for Martin Prado last year. Gone. $30 million off the books. Right. I think they're going to reinvest that. Good. Uh, they've done it $10 million with VR. And that was a great sign. That was I a great think, one. Yeah. I, that, that was fantastic. I'm right. very happy that got right. They got $10 million, uh, on the books back with VR. So that's so 30 minus 10 is 20, right? right. I mean, and, and by the way, I don't know what VR is going to get, but he's arbitration eligible, so I would assume it's 10. Eh, it could be more. Okay, could but let's more. let's use 10. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, if they keep Aguilar, it's $2.5 million. Hmm. That's $12.5 million. That was a bad sign. Yeah, I, didn't you know, like that I don't one. know why they did that. Yeah. I'm not getting it, a lot of great reviews on that. His bat is very slow, Craig. He just he's a tick behind, you know, a good fastball, and but when he does connect, I, I I grant you that the ball can fly. It's a tough place for him though. That's not a the best park for his bat. The other part of this is that with arbitration eligible players, uh, the Marlins could be in a position. They have not intimated this to me, so this is just me speculating. Right. That they could cut him in March and only pay him six hundred grand. Yeah, if it I doesn't work. I wouldn't doubt that they would do that, frankly. You know, I, I, I just don't – I didn't understand why they, they went after him, but yeah. they did. So they have about $15 million to spend. They're looking for an outfielder. It doesn't seem like Derek Jeter's type of guy. That, I, that's Aguilar, you mean? Yeah. Non-athletic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. Everything they've done is against stiff, that signing. Stiff, yeah. Stiff, but, again, they don't, have to, they don't have to keep him. Yeah. But you didn't have to pick him up at you all. You didn't have though. to pick him up. Right. Uh, Aguilar, by the way, went completely through American League waivers on Yeah, plane. exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, don't, uh, I don't know about you guys, but if, if I'm the Marlins and I can move a guy like J.J. Blade or somebody else like that and bring in Nomar Mazar, who's already got a couple years in the league, who you're buying, you might even buy on the cheap just a little bit, who has a chance to grow into in the next five years a guy that is a major piece of a team for a guy that you just don't know. Like, any, nobody knows what these guys are, Major League Baseball-wise. I remember when the Mets didn't want to trade Lasting's Millage for Manny Ramirez, and we still have scars from that. But I, I, I don't understand why Mazzara... I understand not doing it for an older player, but Mazzara, being so young, Craig, I don't understand, like... I understand you maybe don't want to give up pitching capital. That's fine. But if you're going into your 
system for the Monte Harrisons and J.J. Bladez of the world in order to get back a Nomar Mazzara, who's been in the league a couple of years and has shown you at least potential to be an all-star caliber player. Why wouldn't you take that shot? Well, Joe, I can tell you uh, in, in just theory. Money? What, I mean, is it just a money issue or just a, Well, I mean, for in, in theory, what you're saying is true. The Marlins are still in a uh, rebuild mode. Blade is a very highly coveted uh, player by Miami that they took with the uh, third or fourth overall pick in the draft from Vanderbilt. Um, yeah, there's Did no. Not have the greatest single A season last year. I can tell you that much. Yeah, you don't give that, up that, on that. That really doesn't. I'm not mean saying you're anything. giving up. I'm not saying you're giving up. But when you're at and high A and you're not exactly tearing the cover off the ball and you're the next coming, that I don't. I'm just saying when someone's dangling out a. This is not like an older player, like I said. Mazar is a very unique yeah, situation. Th and there's no, there's really no chance of that happening. You know what? Why don't we continue our Marlins discussion with this rumor I've created here? Um, <laughs> uh, and let's bring He's in so Joe Frazzaro. Well, you know, I, I find a nugget once a year. Uh, MLB.com's Joe Frazzaro is with us. Hi, Joe. How are you? Good, Craig. How you doing? Hey, Bernie. How you doing? All right. Joe Frazzaro joins us. We'll continue. the. What a great what, time. What you got going? We're just in a BBWA heavy duty <laughs> meeting. So, uh, All right. Sorry to so, be a few minutes so, late. Uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll read you the tweet. And, um, and look, Joe has been covering the Marlins for a long period of time. And so, he, you know. Just getting out of, of there <laughs> hasn't had time to you know, report this, so let's keep this all in mind. So let's just get an overall opinion of it. Uh, so I'm reporting, Joe, that the Marlins and the Rangers have talked about a trade where Miami would be interested in uh, Nomar Rosara of the Texas Rangers, but the Rangers are asking for Miami's uh, very best players in return at the big league level. So, I mean, yeah. Mazzara does fit the bill of in terms of a left-handed outfielder. Yeah, and he's already, you know, big league proven and, and all that other good stuff. And, you know, that's the thing. The beauty of the winter meetings are all things are on the table. Right. You know, you once this is the one time a year everyone's in the room and you could do the pie-in-the-sky type theories. And, and a lot of times these, these type of discussions may lead to something else. You may go to Texas, and then you might get a feel for maybe someone else in the organization. Or if it's not that exact player, you could kind of kind of play along and do mix and match. I think where the Marlins are kind of in a little bit of a danger zone if they want to, you know, gut their top prospects. They spent the last two years putting themselves in this position. Exactly. And clearly they're not going to be major free agent players for the foreseeable future. And they're going to need to keep their assets, and they're going to need to – to me, my risk for trading any of these guys, I think, are their elite top prospects. All of them still have, you know, some sort of red flag. We don't know if Jazz Chisholm is going to come in and be an all-world guy. There's no Acuna. There's no Look, Soto. This guy can play. He, I saw him, and I was amazed that the Diamondbacks even thought about trading him, let alone trade him. Correct. Because he is that athletic. I called him Didi Light, and I was on Didi early, early, early. Yeah. This is a guy that has almost the same type of uh, fluid body as Didi has. You're going to really love him. I know. Yeah, he, we're, we're I know, hoping. I yeah. know he didn't hit. And, and, and the high strikeout rate, and you know that's that's kind of alarming. Didi struck out. Didi didn't yeah. hit. It took him three, four years. Yeah. These are kids. Yeah. I so, love Chisholm. But that yeah, and that's not to say he won't be. But you know where the Marlins are, where they they need to kind of let let's say Jazz becomes it, but let's say for argument's sake he's part of this deal for <laughs> Mazzaro. Right. Wow. You know now wow. you're now you're kind of pulling the trigger fast or. If you move, let's say uh, Blade, and he yeah, becomes it, you know. Yeah. So you're you're kind of. I think the Marlins. I don't know if the Marlins yet really fully know what they have. 
they know they have names, they know the raw talent, they know this, but you know, some of these guys they traded for, the Jesus Sanchez's, the Lewin Diaz's, you know, they're still trying to figure out, and of this group, who they want to keep and who they potentially could move to bring in a piece. Yeah, right. But clearly we got to get bigger, the team has to get better at the big league level. Right. Have they recovered from Yelich at all? Have, no, have but they, no, because you can't, you, Bernie. Right. You can't. You can't trade an MVP, and, and get you're not and, and get. From that. Yeah, you could potentially Harrison. if you have three everyday players who are at least average. Then yes, but right now we don't know if they're going to have three everyday players from that trade. Right. I mean, I the, the thing is, Bernie, is that as we've talked about uh, with the Eaton trade, right? Right. We don't know if all the Marlins trades are going to work out. We don't know if any of them are, but we know that one did not. So it's, it's just a matter of kind of moving on from that one to the others. Was it a good trade that they traded, got rid of Stanton and that kind of best trade they probably ever made, right? $300 million to a player that didn't even play last year? Right. You can't yeah, that yeah. Michael Hill deserves a ton right. of credit because he, if he doesn't make that. I thought that was an unmovable deal. Yeah, if he doesn't move that, they can't literally do anything. They can't do anything. Yeah. So, um, yeah, moving the money made that a, a great trade. And there was only got, a couple of places they could take him. Exactly, and, and, he had a full, right and he had a full no trade. And when you think about it, uh, Michael Hill traded him three teams. He traded him to the Giants. Right. The Stanton said no. He traded him to the Cardinals. Uh, Stanton said no. And he traded him to the Yankees. That's right. And the Yankees said yes. Well, listen, uh, Joe Fritzar is with us from MLB.com, and Joe is forced to sit with me and talk fantasy every year <laughs> in that press box. Uh, Joe, I can speak right directly to you. The fantasy guys on the Marlins this year coming up in 2019. Okay, we, don't, two, we, don't, we don't know about the free agents yet. Yeah, for Brian Anderson. He's, you know, he it's real unfortunate he got hit in the hand and broke his hand with five, six weeks to go because what he ended up with, 20, 21, 22. And he was coming fast. He was pushing. He was going to push at least 25 to 30 and, and just looking like he's figuring out his swing, getting a little bit, you know, in front, catching out front, pulling the ball, taking it. He's got a ton of power. We, we we didn't always see it, so Brian Anderson is the, you know, kind of really to keep an eye on as the shore bed of of the guys I they think have. You're right. I saw you know, the and then and then my pitcher, ago. my pitcher, uh, are we going to believe and uh, Sandy's going to keep growing? I, I'm big on Caleb Smith having a big bounce back. I think I think Caleb having to get into the finish line was big for him. He's always kind of dealt with injuries, hasn't you know got. You know, that full year, he came back. I know his numbers in the second half weren't pretty. The velo went down, but he's a strong, dedicated kid. Um, I think that Mel, Mel being back is really big. Mel Stoudemire Jr. as pitching coach, really big for Caleb, really big for all of them because they didn't need another change of voice. So uh, those would be my, my pitcher and, and my hitter to, to kind of keep an eye on for the Marlins. I, I think that, uh, Joe, what a lot of folks in our world also are going to be curious about is a team – that is probably going to have some reinforcements in the minors coming up. There are a handful of names that we could see in May or even June. The name that everyone asks about in our fantasy world is Sixto Sanchez. And I know that there are a couple of other players. I'm giving you Edward Cabrera. If you're doing I, in those I agree dynasty, with you 100%. If you're doing the dynasty thing, I think Edward Cabrera I potentially is going to pass Sixto, but Sixto is a great name to get. Now, when, just keep, when, the, when keep this in mind. Keep this in mind. This team more than likely is, unless they catch lightning in a bottle, isn't going to be, you know, coming out of the gates and looking like they're going to make some noise. So if you're an organization, you got two gems, two top-of-the-rotation arms, you're in no rush to get them to the big leagues. So, so they could be August. They could be wow. maybe September. Maybe. Uh, so that, you know, they have no reason to rush those guys. So then the starting pitcher that, you know, it's going to be Nick Nider, but I still see Nick as a back-of-the-rotation type of guy, a swing guy. So so I'm not, you know, really high on him. Position players, position player wise, don't sleep on uh, Jesus Sanchez. That's yeah, the guy that I'm saying. Anything else before I we totally wrap? Agree. Uh, I totally agree. I agree with that. 
Uh, Nider disappointed me when I saw him. Do you I, see him in Arizona? Yes, I did. Yeah, the stuff wasn't electric, not and it's all. not going to be electric. Except, you know, it's the end of the season, but it, it's not electric. It's very hittable. Very hittable. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Joe, I know uh, that this is a busy day for you. Thank you for coming over and spending a few minutes. Really appreciate it. Yeah, anytime, it. guys. Sorry, it was a little late, but the BBWA was calling, uh, and we had a lot uh, on the table. Well, thank you for yep. making Joe, the time thank for you. us. Really All right, guys. So much. All right, so we'll hey, see if the, if the Marlins end up doing anything. Maybe maybe we got one team that is willing to make a trade. <laughs> I, don't know. I think, I think with their office, I think it's going to have to make financial sense, and if it doesn't, they're going to pass. Yeah. All right, um, so we got a couple of minutes left here in our show today, so uh, we will do this. We got to take a timeout. Okay, we're, we're running fast and furious here. A lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of people coming by saying hello. Uh, I got a uh, coming up next. We have a two minute drill, and then we got Doctor Roto standing by at the top of the hour. He's got full time fantasy. We will be back tomorrow, right here, same location, same time, same place for two hours. Hopefully with some more signings, hopefully with some more news. But I know that we have a lot of guests scheduled for the show tomorrow. So uh, let's call it a 50% fantasy, a 50% reality right. show tomorrow, Bernie. And then we will. We'll talk more players tomorrow. Yeah, right? we'll talk more players. That's I like to live my life, guys. Just half, just right down the middle. I, I, I prefer fantasy 24-7. I know Bernie does as well. Love being with you guys, and we'll talk again tomorrow. Well, we got one more segment, Bernie, so stay tuned. we gotta, uh, we got to get our money's worth here on the show. We'll be back in just two minutes. Don't go away. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. Sports Today live at the Baseball Winter Meetings in San Diego, California. Here are your hosts, Craig Mish and Bernie Pleskoff. All right, it's time for our two-minute drill, our bottom of the ninth. How, how do you say end of a show? That's that's. I, I could say it a lot of different ways, but that's that's the bottom line. You having fun, Bernie? A couple days of broadcasting? Yeah, I'm having a great time. I want to talk a little bit in these uh, in these final minutes here. What do you look for as a baseball scout? There's three things, okay. and I look for that, you know, when I'm looking at fantasy. First of all, can he help my team? Number two, is he better than what we have? And three, can he play for us? And, you know, those are the three questions that a scout asks when he looks at players. You know, can he play? It's unbelievable how many professional baseball players don't know the rules, Craig. They don't know how to play the game. You know, they, they, it's not being taught the way it used to be. But you have to overcome that with, is he better than what we have? And finally, can he play for us? If you've got a guy that's going to blow up your clubhouse, you want him on your team, even if he hits 40 home runs, he could kill three guys, yeah. you know? Yeah. So those are the questions you ask. And I ask a lot of that about fantasy players. Can he help my team? Is he better than what I have on already on my club? Sure. 
and uh, can he play for my team? Yeah. Well, uh, Bernie, thanks once again for being part of the show today. Love being with you. Looking forward to another edition tomorrow, and we'll uh, do it all over for you again. More news, more rumors, more fantasy goodness here on Fantasy Sports Today. Uh, also uh, want to thank our, our producers back in New York, Sean Glastamachia today and Chris Bavona for helping out. Also, special thanks to uh, the Sports Grid Group, Lou Mayone, Mike Cardano, everyone helping us put this together, David Katz and the Elvis Duran Group for sending us out here to California to do our live broadcast for uh for it's going to be a big night tonight, Craig. Yep. Ho big night, Craig. Ho big, so. big night. Hopefully so. Um, also, one note before I leave today, saw a very uh, important message that I wanted to bring to you before the end of the show. And, of course, Dr. Roto is coming up next with his show. As many of you may know or maybe you don't, if you've checked on uh, his social media feed, uh, Dr. Roto, uh, one of the nicest men in this business, in, uh, in, uh, in need of a new kidney. And I know that he tweeted oh, that out wow. yesterday, and I want to make sure that I uh, say that my thoughts and prayers certainly are with him and his family, and I am hoping for the best. And if you could help Dr. Roto, uh, has helped a lot of people in fantasy, help him out in reality, folks. You he bet. needs it. Uh, that'll do it for the show.